0: that means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens
2: Hi everyone, this is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
3: And this is Scott Galloway.
2: How you doing, Scott? How's it going this week? I was in Canada, just so you know. I just Canada. missed Justin Trudeau. I didn't see him when I was there.
3: How do you get 60 drunk Canadian fraternity members out of your pool? I'm so,
2: I don't want to know, but go ahead.
3: Guys, could you please get out of the pool? <laughs> <laughs> That's good comedy. That is That's weird. good comedy.
2: Yeah, okay. Why right, are you that was in Canada? Good. That was ex- Oh no! What else? I was in Canada for Collision. It's a it's a big giant conference, a big messy conference, and I, I was there to interview three people: Alex Stamos from uh, Facebook. These are all going to be podcasts. Who's now
3: piled on? Who's now decided he, that Mark Zuckerberg has too too much power? Oh, thanks, he does.
2: Yes, I know. Thanks, Alex. And then uh, and then Ev Williams, who's the um, uh, he was the founder of Twitter and he's also the CEO of Medium and he's a big investor. He was a big investor in Beyond Meat, for example, so he's done yeah. rather well there. Um, and so we were talking about all kinds of stuff there. And then I had to do, just so between us, we had to, I had to do a thing where they people talked to me and I felt like it was a stage in the middle of this big, noisy CES-like conference. Right. And like, like hundreds of people showed up and they all love Pivot. It was so funny. They're like, yes, what's Scott Gallup? Yay Galloway? for us. Yay for us. They yay were like, what's us. Scott? People hugged me. People hugged yeah. me for this shit, for this and Recode Decode. It was very funny. Uh, yeah. It was really, they asked what you're really like. All the Canadians were super polite. Seattle and
3: See Alice in Netflix. Boom. That kind of summer. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction and quick, quick serve Mexican food. I did not
2: say that to the Canadians. Yeah. That's not what you say to Canadian people. They're okay. very pleasant. Anyway, okay. it was very interesting. But one of the things I want to talk about the, was the interview I did. Uh, with um, Ev talking about Twitter and, you know, he he pulled himself off the Twitter board. Um, He's no longer affiliated with it except he owns stock. Um, And it was really interesting, you know, I think he had some thoughts about what, again, once you've left, what a healthy discussion should be online. And he felt like it really had taken a turn and he does, he he was talking about the idea whether there could be better turn for a lot of these companies. And I was... I was sort of like, I don't, I don't see any of these being funded because of the size of these large companies. Um, or there, isn't, there hasn't been a new social network since 2011 when Snapchat right. was founded. And so it was a really interesting discussion. And then, of course, this week it got toxic as ever with Trump going crazy on Twitter again uh, over Nancy Pelosi dissing him apparently.
3: Well, Twitter Twitter's benefited hugely from uh, the president. And mm-hmm. so back to Evan Williams, I just like – I don't know him, but I just mm-hmm. really like him because I think Medium is a wonderful property. Do you use Medium?
2: I don't, but he talked a lot about it and like the, where he's going with subscriptions and things like that. W- tell me why you think it's an interesting company.
3: Well, just because, quite frankly, like everything I like, it's been really good for me. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this, it's this wonderful place where storytellers get more oxygen. So if you write something mm-hmm. somewhere, actually Medium would be very very good for you, I think. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it takes content and it creates a shampoo effect. And that is it circulates it across a larger audience. And they have this interesting technology where, where it will highlight what readers found was the most compelling part. I don't even know mm-hmm. how they measure this in terms of engagement of the actual content. And it's also a, to his credit, the gestalt of the vibe on Medium is very positive. People mm-hmm. are very supportive, very friendly. So it's a place for the written word. And right, that's what
2: he was talking about. That's what he was, he was, fo- I was like, are you going to get into podcasts or video? He's like, no, because I think there's a lot of innovation to be done around the, you know, where a new media company is going,
3: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, but Not he's experimenting
2: really with, like, a traditional journalists which have worked in part and not worked he started a bunch of different magazines um, but i think he's really relying on on authors going in there yeah. more than anything more than and subscribing that was the idea of a subscription what do you think about that like the
3: idea that's well, it's, really where
2: his business is going
3: i think it's working um I, and, and look he has the capital himself probably to he does. do this at a, at a decent clip and not need to be worth five or ten billion bucks but it's I'm, in, I'm into this notion of organic intelligence, and it goes to another story I think we're going to talk about, Cora, right, okay. and that is yes. I think technology's root and where it's good for mankind and what it was meant to be is, okay, we have an excavator that can lift 10,000 pounds of dirt and iron and steel, which a human can't, mm-hmm. but you need the greatest Um, processor in the world and that is a gray matter between our our ears to help guide the excavator Mm -hmm. and while the entire world seems focused on replacing humans with technology I think the the bigger opportunity is what I refer to as organic intelligence and that is how Mm -hmm. does technology leverage a skilled trained individual and to a certain extent medium is an example of that Quora which is this kind of human powered search engine which says you have a question you can type it into Google and you'll get some good stuff and a lot of crap Right. And there's a lot of a lack of nuance. But if you say on, you know, if you, if you go on core and say, what's the difference between going to Columbia and NYU, you'll mm-hmm. get a thoughtful answer from somebody who's probably in admissions or has, or has been to one undergrad and one grad. Mm-hmm. And it's got, I think, didn't you guys just report it got it raised money to $1.8 billion valuation? Yeah, that's what
2: we did that. We reported that on, Teddy Schliefer reported that in Recode. It was a $2 billion valuation, something like that. It's very high. It's quite high. So people were sort of wondering why it's worth that. So explain to the people why you think that.
3: Because you well, can be pretty
2: hard on valuations.
3: Well, but this one might make sense. So 200 million monthly active users, which is pretty impressive, right? So you have the population of, you know, the Western United States or the Eastern, I don't know, 200 million's a lot or Central America. I don't know what the, I need to find someone who has 200 million population, memo to self, but... It also, you can think about the advertising opportunities. If you type in, if you type in, I'm searching, you know, what's the difference between a Buick lacrosse and a a Chevrolet Suburban, that's a pretty good opportunity for an advertiser. I mean, the targeting, Mm -hmm. if they can figure out the technology and tools that Facebook has brought to bear in terms of an ability to recognize intent and an opportunity and then insert an ad or a thoughtful conversation, or even what I'd call sort of sponsored experts, which I don't think would be people would be that averse to. There's a lot of opportunity here. And I, I love—I mean, another example of artificial intelligence um, or organic intelligence besting, in my view, this AI world. You have—do um, you remember all these makeup apps where you could could go onto your phone and yeah. it would take mm-hmm. a picture of your face and then it would send you back and you look like Bozo the Clown? It was just terrible. It, it just didn't work.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, L'Oreal's launched something called Color & Co. We're using an app. that connect you with Andre, this great colorist at a high-end so, salon. Yeah, so you have some help. Yeah, and he advises you. And to me, that's where the future is. And that is, how do, we, how do we scale, again, this is incredible artisanship and productivity of so many people out there with technology. And I think that's, I mean, to a certain extent, although we, I rag on them all the time, Uber and Lyft are effectively technology on top of, you know, abused, abused labor, Right. But still, there's a lot of value to be created. The whole world's focused on replacing humans. That's not the key. The, the key is to enhance humans with technology. Enhance.
2: Enhance. Enhance. So, there you go. Do you want to be enhanced? If, you, if they came to you and said, we're going to put a chip in your brain and make you speak seven languages, would you do, I'm in. do it in a second? Me too. What about ex, what about exosuits? We're going to have a lot of this stuff at Code where you're coming. We're going to have uh, jet packs. We're going to have uh, all kinds of mobility stuff, all this like drones you can ride and things like that. Would you, Would you? if you had an exo suit, would you wear it? This is to make you stronger
3: oh I'd do anything that would make me stronger I take creatine other than steroids I I took (laughs) I I was on testosterone therapy for about a month until I became so jumpy okay uh, that I decided. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'd but occasionally, you, a suit
2: you could put on and just be just as strong, so you didn't have to have your body be fixed. But it would help a to suit, enhance a stronger
3: suit. Yeah, no, it's clothes. I don't, I don't that. Clothing. By that the will way, make you
2: stronger. I'm just
3: everything. Funny. I know nothing about this. Every technology, you're going to have a code. You should yeah. short that company. Whenever you see something in the conference hall <laughs> of a conference, <laughs> we don't have a hall.
2: You'll see. You'll. You're wrong. You're wrong. We've we have launched so many big com- big companies oh at at our different events. We have launched Such lots, We've lots of fakes. dogs too. No, we did. You know. Jawbone, even though they, the initial Jawbone was launched at Code, the, the whole bunches of companies
3: have been launched. Like, Jawbone, Sonos, Sonos another we- Sonos? another week. Flex from Kara Sonos. Swisher. No, Jawbone Sonos
2: was, and then Bing, Bing. We're gonna Bing it. Oh We're wait, hold on,
3: come first on. First. You're the exactly the big, the big making my point.
2: No, we had some good ones. I'll make You're a exactly list of the good ones. You're exactly making
3: next my week. point. The bi- Jawbone and Bing. Bing. What's Bing. next? We launched Netscape. What's no, next? Stop.
2: No, we didn't. seriously that was too early. Anyway, let's move along. Oh wait, speaking to other of failed stories. technologies,
3: uh, right, the curveball its not even in All our right. script. Right. What do you think of the new augmented reality Google Glass? I don't care about Google. I mean, it's literally like these they guys. They keep trying. Have said. <laughs> they keep
2: trying. I believe in augmented reality. I just don't believe in Google Glass augmented reality.
3: Yeah, but they, just don't. they know you said that, so instead of calling it VR, they call it AR. And I—I I
2: believe in that. I would like to go. Uh, like I I'm going it. to Paris this summer, and I'd like to head. look at. The, well, there's got to be something. It has to be a heads-up display of some sort, right? How, where you, else are you going to get it?
3: You roll around in aviators cuz like me, right. you think a lot about how you look, right? right. Of you're course, not going to yeah. wear Google.
2: No, I want a, my aviators to have heads-up display. I'd like my aviators to have heads-up display.
3: Google Glass is not a wearable. It's a prophylactic ensuring you'll never I have children. I said that. I, I'm telling you. My if famous you're at dinner, line
2: was that Google makes supermodels unfuckable. That's what There I you go.
3: Literally, if you're at if you're at Remember they think, had
2: supermodels when they first introduced it wearing them. And I was like, wow, that's...
3: Yeah, the Diane and just, von Furstenberg yeah. fashion Dion.
2: show.
3: Dion. It's Dion. It's Dion?
2: Yes, it's Dion. Oh, I,
3: didn't, I didn't know that. Thank Anyways, you. I'm scared of her husband, so I'm not going to say She's anything.
2: She's great. She's great. He's
3: but great. literally, if you're at dinner and you're thinking, I don't want more kids and I don't want to have sex, pull out your Android phone, pay mm-hmm. for dinner with a Discover card, roll, put on your Google Glass, and then talk <sighs> about strange. how this weekend you're going to practice your magic. Boom, no children. <laughs> no children for you. No sex for you.
2: <laughs> I'm thinking of learning magic. I think it would be cool to do some tricks. No. Anyway, listen, listen, we're going to get move. On. Speaking of like magic, we, you, we, 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 we had a prediction, your Tesla prediction.
3: Speaking oh, yeah, of you're, that, you're totally, yeah, you're totally, you're totally. South
2: by g- Southwest. Defining. You went on a rant about Tesla, as I recall.
3: Okay, so March 10th or 11th, I predicted yeah. or we predicted that Tesla. No, it was Tesla, a rant. It was a rant. It was a rant. That this is the year that Tesla comes undone. And right. look, it's very simple. Greatness is, is accomplished in the agency of others. And when you see the hemorrhaging of talent at Tesla— that is just an incredibly negative, forward-looking indicator. When we made that prediction, mm-hmm. Tesla was at about three hundred bucks a share. It closed below two hundred today, and I think mm-hmm. it's. And this will go to our prediction, but I literally think Tesla is coming undone. And mm-hmm. of course, they're now saying, "Oh, well, what about China?" and this guy literally is talk about the master of overpromising and underdelivering. Here's some of the commitments he's talked about. a million autonomous cars from Tesla within a year. so or eleven months out from a million autonomous cars from Tesla. Uh, well, let's keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Now he's talking about a thousand satellites from SpaceX. I'm sorry, six thousand. now he's scaled it back to a thousand, and mm-hmm. we'll have cheap broadband for, you know all the world. I, 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 that's going to be tough to deliver against. And now he's trying to create another illusionist trick to pop up a prop up a stock and talk about, you know, China being a huge market for Tesla. Mm-hmm. Tesla now has approximately the same market cap as Ford. Tesla mm-hmm. will produce, I think 3 or 350,000 cars this year. Do you know how many cars Ford at the same valuation will produce this year? 50
2: billion, 50 billion.
3: So. <laughs> Close. 7 million cars. Mm-hmm. 7 million. So and and the, the 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 you know illusionist trick is to try and convince people that oh tesla is not a car company it's a tech company no it's not they have to mm-hmm. bend steel and make these things called cars which right. is a shitty business a low margin business it is it so is. anyways the the i think tesla it's going to be very interesting what's going to happen i think investors are finally getting fed up with so what, the,
2: what will happen although people love the teslas my brother just bought one they love the it's a great car it's a great car yeah, so what's so the what, so
3: what happens? Well, because Bezos we're just said he was
2: interested in automobiles. Would you think he would buy that company or do something with it?
3: well, that that's so that's the prediction. and i and we're stealing our thunder, but okay. my, my prediction okay. is within twelve months, Tesla is sub a hundred bucks a share and it probably gets acquired uh, because there's All real right. value there. That's right. the okay. tough one. That's the tough one is who would buy them because automobile companies who are the best acquirers even it, if it goes from $35 billion to $17 billion and pay a premium to $20, 25000000000 there's maybe mm-hmm. one company that could buy a couple, maybe Toyota, maybe uh, Daimler-Benz. But there, that's a bet the farm kind of, bet the ranch mm-hmm. kind of bad. The guys that could acquire it that have the, the balance sheet are the tech companies, but they don't want to go into a low margin business. Right. So would Google start to see the car as a platform for more advertising maybe where they're Autonomous it's driving a big technology. By I mean, yeah, S- soon I think what, what Sunar Pichai? think. what do you think? What if if Tesla were to be? I don't think Google would buy it
2: at all. No.
3: no but no, it, no. it's getting curve. to the it's getting to the point where if it gets cut in half, which I think it will in the next twelve months, it could be a potential acquisition because it's a great brand. It's a great product. But who uh, in terms of the banter do you hear out there who would be interested would Amazon well, be a potential car?
2: Amazon possibly uh if he's in, he's just said he just indicated he's interested in cars so Amazon and they don't they don't have a good relationship from my perspective that I've I've I don't think they're very I think there's a lot of competition there especially around space. So oh,
3: sword fighting with their dicks in sword space, f- right? Yes, my exactly. rocket's bigger than your rocket. <laughs> That's I mean sensual. it's just totally Thank ridiculous. Thank you for boiling
2: that down into a very <laughs> Clear metaphor. Thank <laughs> it's you It's what that. it's all about, Kira. I was, I was only saying I don't think they're fans <laughs> of each other. That's what it's all about. Um, You're getting the twins. It's
3: all, it's, it's, I, it's, anyway. What is, I, what's so important. I mean, why
2: do I even know this about you? I don't even <laughs> understand why. I, uh, no, women do not. N- well, they do name. Th- no, they don't. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so it, it would be Amazon. There would be obviously Toyota, Daimler-Benz. I don't think one of the big American car companies would buy it. That's a, buying a lot of trouble. They don't to, have the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they don't American have the
3: money. So. Don't have the money. Yeah. So I think it's American. probably
2: Amazon or, and obviously the Chinese companies can't really buy it. So maybe Daimler-Benz or uh, Toyota, I would say. You know,
3: yeah, that, that's it'll, be, say. it'll be really interesting. Okay, so I've been really good for the last 12 right. minutes. I haven't mentioned something that is really the only important all story right. of the world. All
2: right, all right, because then we got to get to a break. What? What?
3: Oh, come on, read my mind. Go ahead. I what don't know. What huge event has taken place in the last seven days? I don't know
2: what, Google? Oh, come Google? on. Google
3: Zeitgeist? What? what? I'm sorry. Apple's Winter came and up. went. Winter oh, my God, came
2: no. And- no, no, we're not talking about Game of Thrones. Oh. It's not happening. Come
3: on. Just a little bit. Just a little. Right, You'll seconds, love this. Two you seconds, because then we're going over. You aren't outraged by this? You aren't, did no, you I see the care. finale?
2: You know what? If people spent more time worrying about our country than they do about the writers of Game of Thrones, it would be a better country. Okay, Let me just fine. say, everybody spent a lot of time discussing whether it should be right. Re- and literally, I would love them to talk that about infrastructure. I'd love them to talk about our, our 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 broken legislative system. I would love to talk about our crazy president. Like, anything else. But no, no. Game of Thrones needs to be rewritten. And literally, everybody right, jumped right. on board. But okay, go right ahead. I, I'll go stop right talking.
3: Ahead. The world go of Stop talking about Game of Thrones. If we acknowledge go we ahead. need more, en- we need more engaged fathers, and not a better fucking phone. And you stop talking about Steve Jobs like he's Jesus Christ. Deal? He's not Jesus
2: Christ. He's Anyways. not Jesus Christ. Anyway, Game go of ahead. Thrones.
3: Go ahead. I'm two shocked. I'm shocked. Seconds. You aren't outraged by this because it's basically like Jordan Peterson went into sci-fi. The basic, the way the sunrise finale, they made
1: the lady is
3: the patriarchy wins. So they have the strongest character up until the last season, uh, uh, Daenerys, Mm -hmm. basically gets in a mood, finds a dragon, and goes apeshit crazy. It's like the basic lesson is: do not trust women with power.
1: Right. Jon yep, Snow ends
3: up being the thoughtful guy who goes back to a life of celibacy and kind of saves the world and sacrifices himself. Yep. Sanser, who should have been king, mm-hmm. basically, she's like when you walk into a room with all white dudes and boards, which happens mm-hmm. to me all the time, and you see one woman. I'm like, oh, let me guess, you're head of HR. They made her head mm-hmm. of HR, right? Mm-hmm, they gave mm-hmm, her a small mm-hmm. kingdom. She's the most talented mm-hmm. person in the room, but they gave her a small kingdom. She's
2: going to take over, but go ahead.
3: And then my new role model, my new mm-hmm. role model is Bran? The guy Brand. is totally checked out. Takes off for mm. several years, come back, and is basically really high, standing ne- sitting next to a tree. And they make him king. Yeah, that's yeah. how I want to spend my weekends. <laughs> I want to be really stoned, sit next to a tree, and then at the end of the weekend, yell, "King me, king me! <laughs> well, I can do that's that."
2: That's what the unsullied wanted, from what I understand. I can do from my that. Children. That yeah, is the I'm shocked
3: one. you're not outraged. About, I'm not. I don't. Last, I don't like that the they made the episode. woman the
2: villain again. Yes, that I, I was a very typical thing. I would have liked her to not have been the villain. That would have been nice.
3: So I literally caused but, the, but, riot. But you know, Arya is the real hero
2: God. of that story. Arya yeah, saved the day, episode. and she's off to the new thing. She is Arya. Yeah,
3: on a she's the horse. best.
2: And she left, and she's sailing, and becoming Christopher Columbus. That's her whole thing. Um, it would be nice if there was a sequel about her, but they're not, that's not happening, according to HBO. So what's HBO going to do? That's the big question. I'd like you to think about that in predictions when we come back. Next, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with
0: Scott Galloway and Pivot. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline
1: grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
2: Back to our show. So wins and fails. Let's hear. Let's hear a couple. From you
3: there. go first.
2: I'll go first. Well, I think the idea that Marguerite Vester, who I've interviewed many times uh, 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 and who is fantastic, might yeah. be the head of the EU. She's been running the competition uh, uh, part of that uh, of, of that commission for a long time and has recently stepped down. And I thought she was going to just get another stint at doing that, but now it seems she might get the whole. Enchilada, as they say yeah. in Europe, um, she's really fascinating. She's driven tech companies crazy with all kinds of fines, and and she's been sort of the voice of sort of the conscience of of tech for a, for a long time. One of the very first people to speak out. Um, she gave I did a great interview with her at South by Southwest. I'm going to I'm going to do one in Brussels in. Um, in the end of uh, June again. Uh, she's really smart. She talks about the idea of con- we've chosen the convenient over the good. She talks about privacy quite a bit. She talks about all kinds of things. I think she would drive Donald Trump crazy as the head of the EU. So I, I'm really excited for her to do that if she gets the job. Um, and she's she's also, they made a TV show about her. She's so fantastic yeah. in, in her country, in Denmark. Anyway.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to pile on. That's my that's my win, too. It's it, I think the two gangsters who are really important around the general notion that a key step to tyranny is a lack of countervailing forces to private mm-hmm. power. And I think Lena Kahn, who most people don't know, who's now working for Congress looking yes. at uh, anti-competition, mm-hmm. and Marguerite Bestier is— And by the way, the G is silent if you're kind of exotic and Bestier. cool like me. Vestier. Bestier. 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 Okay. I should smoke a clove when I say that. Anyways, the she is, uh, and people always say that she hates big tech. She's mm-hmm. actually very. Not so. She's very um, even-handed. She went. Mm-hmm. She got in the way of the merger between Alstrom and Siemens, saying it would mm-hmm. reduce competition. She went after Nike for charging too much for for jerseys. She told AB Bev that they were uh, they were abusing consumers. I think she's really even-handed and thoughtful. Yeah. And she knits. What's not yeah, to like? She knits.
2: She knitted so. on stage with me once, um, on an, at an event. But one of the things that's interesting about her is she's very much talking about what the, what technology does to us, and not in this, as you said, it's in a very even handed way. And I think she's talking about alternatives we need to have. You know, she talked about uh, this idea of use that we choose convenience for good. The the choice between convenience for good is a big one. And she's not like don't use technology. Although she certainly doesn't use Google or anything else. She uses other other. I forget the one she uses in France. The, the the um the search engine uh, but she's really she's got she's very it's very have a hard search to find they do there's a, there's other search I interviewed the CEO of DuckDuckGo uh, last week in New York at, at an event um, there and he was he was fascinating total geek and really f- interesting about it. they have I think one percent of the market which doesn't seem like much but the Duck, search Duck, market Duck, is Go? huge
3: the CEO yes DuckDuckGo
2: Duck, 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 and they do they do you know his whole premise was that, very much like others, is that they don't need to do behavioral advertising. They can do contextual right. advertising and make tons of money. And the fact that they, when they move into behavioral advertising, they, that's where they run into all the trouble. I mean, I thought that was an interesting... you imagine the contextual advertising business which essentially you search for a car, you get a car ad. you ser- Or you might get a bike ad or something that's related versus behavioral where they build these profiles of people and try to serve up you know highly micro-targeted
3: stuff. It sounds like a perfect candidate or technology to present at your conference because that shit's going nowhere. Kara, uh,
2: tell me why. Shut up. Don't Go that, ahead.
3: Because we no, have, I'm not.
2: I had them at an event, a small event. I'm not having it at the conference. But what? <laughs> why did that? It's because it's not going to be big. It's you have to have, we have behavioral advertising.
3: Unfettered monopolies, and and the only reason they're still alive is because Google said no, no, keep them around so we can say we have competition. It, with literally 24 hours. Google could do whatever they call their panda thing and put DuckDuckGo out of business. It's except, already out of business. I they're going to let them survive except, for a little bit. I- except
2: they're that, therefore, we have to have regulators like Marjorie I, I with you. in order to stop that. It, it, the idea, but I'm asking you is what do you think about the idea of behavioral versus contextual advertising?
3: So uh, throughout marketing, the primary form of targeting has been demographics. So uh, we assume that... All people of a certain age and a certain ethnicity want to buy the same things, and it's been it's been pretty effective, and it's actually been a great way to sell advertising because it's you know I don't know which fifty percent of my advertising is wasted. I know fifty percent is wasted. I just don't know which, and the industrial complex of advertising has benefited from that. Contextual is trying to just basically figure out a way to say, all right, we're in the right environment, you know, as evidenced by the term contextual, but. The real gangster move here that built hundreds of billions of dollars in value is the ability to behaviorally target. And that is if a a uh, 22-year-old Latina who wants a BMW versus a 65-year-old retired white guy, the reality is if they are both on BMW's site outfitting the BMW, we know they're both into BMW regardless of their demographics. So behavioral targeting, quite frankly, has resulted in a reallocation of hundreds of billions of dollars in the advertising industrial complex.
2: Uh, what's your fail?
3: Uh, so my new kind of uh, so the most
2: besides the Game of Thrones finale, which I know you're very disappointed. Oh well, it's over. Move along.
3: And I tell you what, anyway. you know what they could have done? They could have just had the last oh, scene God. be the dragon melting the throne. Boom. Uh, anyways, uh, okay. So my fail the most the most overvalued company, private company in the world went public. Uber, and
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's going to get cut in half from here. The, right. And now the from new- here
2: from here, which it was already cut in half. So thirty.
3: If you, were, if you were to take uh, Uber and say it was worth $35 billion, I think you have a difficult time justifying that valuation, which means that it's – that's and by the way, that's half the valuation right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's I do think the market
3: is starting to exit this hallucination phase. Oh, you I do. think we're all – the lights are coming up in the club. We did X for as long as we could and it's like, oh, fuck. Now it's bright outside and ugh. I mean I, we're – We're looking at this stuff, by the way, another one of our predictions that the unicorn class would lose more money off off of the first trade. I think that's already the case. I think if you look, some have done really well, Beyond Meat, obviously. Zoom, great company. I think Slack's gonna do really well. You and I love Airbnb. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the most overvalued company, private company in the world is now no longer qualifies because it's a public company, Uber, and it's now the most overvalued public company in the world. But the other now the most overvalued uh, private company in the world is WeWork.
2: Oh, and we were I love to whack on that guy. All right, go ahead, whack away. Well,
3: okay. So lo- loses as much money as it makes, leases companies for ten years, and then marks it up by putting in really interesting cultural and, and and you know amenities and a vibe. I think they do a great job, but it's amazing. I mean, think about it. If you're a small business person, you're paying ten thousand dollars. It's costing them twenty to house you right now, and right. there's nothing. There's no network effects. There's no real technology here. And when shit gets real, you know, the terrible thing about recessions is they always happen. The wonderful thing Mm -hmm. is they always end, but they do always happen and we're overdue. And when you wake up to this company with 10-year leases in a recession where people are no longer willing to pay this kind of money or don't want or just decide to work out of their den or their homes, Mm -hmm. this company goes from negative 100% EBITDA, which is a new record, to negative 200%. And the thing that really bothers me about WeWork Mm Is that when a company feels like they have license to start inventing their own accounting standards, and rather than now reporting oh, EBITDA, and now reporting now rather than reporting EBITDA like most companies, they've decided they've come up with a new be- metric called community based EBITDA. I mean, pretty mm-hmm. soon they're going to say like EBITDA for them is <laughs> going to mean earnings before everything else, right? That's what well, we want. Well, you know, to that's an old about.
2: trick. That was an old trick of AOLs. They all had, they all have done that. Uh,
3: that's exactly. And look what, and look how that movie ends. So the most yeah. overvalued private company in the world, WeWork. If the markets screw up here and let this thing go public, it could literally torch the entire market because this is. This thing is really, in my view, they've got valued at forty billion dollars, or I think they were out yeah. trying to raise it forty billion for yeah. a company that it just economically um, absolutely makes no sense. Anyway, community based EBITDA. Is my my fail of the work uh, fail of the week? What's your fail? Did you do a my fail? My fail?
2: Yes, I didn't do a fail. I'm going to do a fail. I think Trump yeah. having the fit at Nancy Pelosi. He bites every every time she picks up. She puts the football out. He kicks it and falls over, and she pulls it away. I just am like I am fascinated by that relationship. I oddly ran into her at an event this week and sat down with her. And of all people, Hillary Clinton, which was really interesting to have the two of them together. I'm oh, sorry,
3: you Hillary but, and Nancy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. Oh it was Washington. God. It was so Washington moment.
3: I just hope there's not moment. a dragon involved. Watch out. <laughs> you guys get <laughs> a dragon a and <laughs> watch <it>. out. <laughs>
2: hey, okay. I would u- I would use that dragon frequently. So um, so anyway, so I was really fascinated by his reaction. And of course, he, it seemed like he had it all planned because he had that weird sign, which was weirder than ever. The yeah. sign that he had in front of the podium of the White House, which is like, we have gone real downhill here. Um and I wonder who made that. Sign, that sad intern. I kept thinking of who's the sad intern who had to make this. And then I thought it must have been Jared because the because the yeah. font font was all off. So, um, but uh, but I was fascinated by that because he seemed to have planned his little thing, but she seems to have won that. You know what I mean? Like it's interesting. I don't know. It's a, you know this is all inside politics, but I sort of was fascinated by how. Uh, you know, how you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. And this is a very hot kitchen in Washington. And it was, I don't think it matters, but I think it was a fail. I think it was a weird, it was a weird fail that he keeps walking into with her. And she's, and she plays it beautifully, I think. I don't know if you think that. The, think the house
3: matters. speaker, you know what, the house speaker, she's a gangster. I she mean, is. she has, and I, I'm going back, I think I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Senator Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi have mm-hmm. sort of made me revisit the notion that am I ages, because I didn't support either of them because I bottom line is I thought they were just getting too old, mm-hmm. and it bothers me when these senators and it's almost almost always been male senators who decide that the Senate is their retirement home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She's amazing. She's yeah. just she's just I think she's just been an, an incredibly. Thoughtful, measured, and I mean the clapback. She, she, she doesn't have a yeah. incendiary tone to her. She's just the literally uh, the adult in the room, and, and she
2: seems to uh, control the caucus really well too.
3: Yeah, and there's, but there's another, there's a bigger thing at play here, and this you'll love this. I went on Fox last week, and it was. It was capitalism versus socialism week at Fox. They actually had that week. <laughs> and, and wait, just so you know, it's clear that socialism probably won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that socialism won. Anyways, but oh, man. Social, there's so much BS or just, there's so much misunderstanding out there around what actually socialism means.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: tariffs are an enormous kind of socialist act. It is. And we have is. this tariff I was, war. I agree. And it feels like up until now, the markets have lo- largely shrugged off a trade war, believing that saner minds would prevail. And I think mm-hmm. what we have now is the markets are starting to go, wow, this could get ugly. The Huawei right. thing is pretty serious. Right. They could a- bar
2: other American companies there.
3: Apple has lost the value. Uh, Just in the last, I think three weeks, Mm -hmm. of almost every um, every you know every media company or just add up, they've lost seventy or eighty billion dollars. They've lost the equivalent of Ford and BMW because of this. At some point, she's she's going to say, you know what, or is going to go, all right, we're going after we're going after the heart of America. We're going to go after Apple, and it's it's Trump. I actually think Trump's right on this one. It's just, of course, going about it all wrong, as opposed to. Doing it multilaterally with Europeans who is all alienated and speaking with a much bigger stick. Mm -hmm. He's going, what he fails to realize, they keep saying, well, we're a bigger economy, we can hurt them more than they can hurt us. And he's absolutely right. But the problem is, it's similar when, to when we went into Vietnam and Ho Chi Minh said, look, they'll, we'll kill some of their people. They'll kill a lot of our people. They will tire and they will go home. Mm-hmm. We can hurt China more than they can hurt us, but China will close down towns. They'll close mm-hmm. down entire cities because of this. If we close down a farm, we have MSNBC out there and, and Trump says he's going to bail them out. We do not have the tolerance or the stomach no. that China has you're to disrupt right. our economy. They yeah. play for the long game. And you're seeing Apple starting to go, oh, no, this might shit might get real around. Right. This is going from a border skirmish to an all-out trade war. And who's handling it? The worst businessman in the world, as evidenced yeah. by his tax returns. The Literally the worst businessman in yes. the world is now in charge of multilateral ta- talks right, between so, the two largest economies. In
2: I think the world. you're 100% right. I think you're exactly he's directionally correct and tactically wrong as typically in this case in this case. Better so, said. Prediction. That was better Thank said. Thank you. So I, pithy I'm a pithy person. So your prediction was the one you made earlier which was Tesla, right? Tesla.
3: Sub 100 okay. bucks talks about acquire or going or actually going private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it won't be a 420 I, I want another small share. one
2: then since that was you did it before. Do you have another small prediction?
3: Uh, let's well. Let's do one about politics. Do you have any predictions around politics? Uh,
2: I do not. I do not. I think I, th- I, I do not right now. I'm interviewing a uh, Pete Buttigieg soon, which I think will be interesting. That'll be really exciting. That should be good. I have lots of questions for him. There, Pete. Uh, I think I think uh, Warren will become more and more popular. I think she's there's something she's hitting yeah, some. I, I was. Ten different people, not in Washington, uh, in other places that are that were are regular people, I guess. Regular people yeah. who seem to be intrigued by the stuff she's. They like her. Smarts. I'm sorry
3: to find regular people who are regular people.
2: <laughs> well, not not like Washington creatures. Not Washington creatures. Got, like,
3: got it. Got they were it. just
2: intrigued by her policy. Like they, the people do want to talk about substantive things, and I do think people. Are interested much more in substance than people realize. I think this whole like noise fest is not what people are interested in. So
3: we'll talk about That's the patriarchy. You've seen okay. Right. So we have we have Kamala, who's probably the most qualified candidate. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. uh, Senator Warren, who is arguably the intellectual leader of the Democratic Party right now. She's the only one that actually will, mm-hmm. can go beyond a talking point and talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Although Senator Bennett just put out a, a plan on climate change that I thought was pretty substantive. Mm-hmm. But she is really the intellectual thought leader. She's willing to actually put stuff down on paper and do the work mm-hmm. and take a stand. But what do you know? Who are the leaders? Who, who's by far? Who's crushing it? Two two old white guys in their seventies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Biden yeah. and Sanders. I think
2: that I think that's because there's a differentiator. Do you want to win or do you want to take the high road? And I think right. that's that's think the that's split. Fair. I think that's the same thing with the impeachment. Do you want to win or do you want to really do what's right? And so um that's I think where we are as a country because we I think at least the Democrats are so desperate to get rid of Trump that they are going to go with what what works. And that's, well, you know, that's just where we are.
3: That's, that's an interesting point. So I have a question for you. Do sure. you think the Democrats should start impeachment hearings?
2: I do not. I don't think it I don't, I think it's largely ceremonial because it doesn't go yeah. anywhere in the Senate and I think yeah. they should I don't say beat him at the ballot. it just doesn't it just creates Havoc, and we have to. It just, it just doesn't. I don't think people. I think people are. T- they want to talk about real topics, and there's. Yeah. They want things to move forward, and it only creates more acrimony and means no legislation. And his stupid tantrum, which he looks like a big giant baby, uh, which baby Huey that he is. But it doesn't. It doesn't get us where we want to go. And I don't. I, don't, I think people have less interest in that than yeah. than anything else. Um, yeah. And so I, it's too confusing. Too. It's very clear that that that. Uh, that Mueller wanted Congress to act because he couldn't uh, because he couldn't. And so I, I, it doesn't really m- matter. Like, yeah. I, people just don't want the grifter to get off. Well, we might have to let the grifter off and win on the on the things. And so the question is, can we have a, 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 an election free of, of interference by foreign bodies? We'll see about that. But we can talk about that next week. There you Scott. go. Scott, thank you so much. What are you Where doing are for you Memorial good? Day? I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach. With Where a, is the beach? With a lot of... Family, a lot, like way too much family, way too much family.
3: Okay, when you and say beach, where? Rehoboth,
2: Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. My friend has a house. in Rehoboth? House. That's right. That's where I'm going.
3: I do not. For some reason, I just don't see. I could have. I could have guessed a thousand beaches, and I wouldn't have said. Rehoboth. I am just happen
2: to be in D.C., and so therefore that's where I'm going. And then I'm getting ready for Code, and I'm very excited for you to come to Code. Uh, I am yeah. really. Everyone says
3: I get invited to the one in freaking Arizona. Everyone says that place you used to have it is beautiful, and I end up in the well, desert. Well, we can't I don't, stay there. There fit, was like that's what like
2: we had to move it. I'm not even going to go into why we had to move it. It's union issues that we could not. Go over, but it's not—it's not a different one. It's the same conference. It's just—we had to move it. That's just the way it goes. Do I
3: look You'll like connect. someone who gets a hot stone massage? I am putting you at literally. Do, you, do I look, look like I need beauty? a hot yes. stone massage? I think
2: you need one for sure. Seriously, but, and we're putting you in a beautiful, one of the most beautiful resorts in America, and you're complaining. But that's all right. I don't
3: uh, who are the funny. who are the one or two speakers you're most excited? about? I'm doing the Kellyanne Conway. Buy here, buy her jewelry. I'm totally pimping no. you right now. Who are, <laughs> <where> are the <laughs> one or two most? speakers I'm you're not most excited it. about like other than all, me all,
2: my ch- uh, all, all of them I like all of them I
3: think all the of CO, them the CEO the head of YouTube is going to be there right
2: uh, yes Susan yes that's right yeah yeah yes, yeah, yeah.
3: doing tremendous and damage to the world I'm looking forward to meeting okay, her
2: okay good okay well I want you to get up and ask questions of her anyway yeah. Scott we got to go
3: all right Kara happy your Memorial Day go?
2: how's your book signing going
3: you know Stephanie Roll, total gangster right. we hosted right. 400 people last night at Stern thank you yeah. thank you for asking it made me mm-hmm. feel very loved and appreciated yeah your
2: book is doing well right
3: yeah, it's doing. Yeah, it's doing. Uh, I've sold literally, Cara, we've sold dozens and dozens of copies. Good, it's okay. Taking, well,
2: read it's Scott Galloway's words. book. It's called By The Algebra of the Happiness.
3: Thank you, Kara. You Thanks buy, for Bye. And Thanks I'm trying for that. to
2: your party, your book party in New York next week in two weeks. Hopefully. Oh,
3: it's gonna be fabulous. Anyway,
2: all right, that's great. Okay, Nishat Kerwa is the executive producer of Pivot. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for more of a breakdown of all things tech and business. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Tune in or your favorite podcast app. If you like this week's episode, leave us a review.